I am thankful to have connected with you on this podcast. I want to ask you a favor. Please do subscribe. And by doing that, you help us to bring on many wonderful guests that we can all learn from, grow, and make an impact. Thank you for joining Immigrants Making an Impact, the podcast. This podcast is for all immigrants across the globe. We believe that in a fragmented world, immigrants need to come together, support each other, and learn from each other so that together we can grow and make a significant impact in the world. Today, we are excited to have Nini to have a conversation with us. Nini, please tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. Very nice to be with you today. Uh, I'm Nini. I'm originally from Georgia, a small country in Eastern Europe. I moved to London when I was 18 to study. I went to the City University of London there. I was an international student. Uh, yeah, and um, after I um, after after studying my I studied my law degree there, I noticed that there was a big problem in UK education system. More than half of my class was just like failing their exams and dropping out of university. It was such a big problem that so many students were like depressed and we even saw some students taking their lives because of this depression. They couldn't handle the failure. Um, And I decided to solve this problem by building my startup that revolutionizes the higher education and minimizes the student dropout rate. Amazing. That is quite an introduction. And thank you for sharing that. We will get into the details of that. Could you tell us a bit more about how the journey began? You shared that you came to the UK for school, but when you came, how was it like? So adapting to a new country, making friends, maybe learning the language. How was it like? Well, I knew English before coming. Okay. I went to British school, so that, well, my in, I speak English as a second language. It's a, my, my parents don't even speak English. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I learned, I taught myself English when I was little, um, and then I went to British school where I could improve my English. I tried to travel a lot when I was a teenager so I could improve my English. Um, and uh, when I was 18, yeah, I my English was already very good, good enough to study in a UK university. Um, but still, it was a language barrier, obviously. When I was trying to hang out with people in the UK, British people, they were making some jokes that I didn't get. Um, and there were like so many slangs that I was not, I didn't really understand. So I I was trying to really integrate in the society It was obviously a long journey, but um, what I did was I never associated myself with people from where I come from. I always tried to be with Western Europeans because I think that as an immigrant, if you want to be treated in the same way as locals and if you want to be successful, you really, really need to integrate in the society. You have to become like them. And I was okay with that. I, that's what I wanted. So I always associate my, myself with Western Europeans, with British people, made as many friends as possible and try to understand how they are and be like them. Wonderful. It's a good start. So as we dive into your immigrant life, you opened the conversation with you being at a university and then there was a challenge with the UK education system. Tell us mm-hmm. a bit more about that. Why were students quitting school and what happened actually? 
they were not quitting school. They were just failing exams. Oh, okay. They really wanted to pass, but they couldn't. The reason was that um, the higher education system is not really adapted to the modern world. Um, not just in the UK, it's also the problem everywhere. Really. Um, how does higher education work? Like when you go to the university, they give you huge books to read. It was like so big that I had terrible back aches for a long time from carrying those books. Uh, and uh, not just that, like you have to be in the library reading so many different books. And it has been like that for the last hundred years. So what is the way we study? We just have to read many, many different books. It's not uh, really adapted to the modern of world because in the modern world we have digital platforms that is adapted to our needs that understands the way we work personalize our experience and gives us exactly what we're interested in and what what we need to do uh, so we have more like personalized experience uh, whereas in universities we don't have a personalized experience everyone are give, everyone is given the same books that they have to read and it just doesn't work so what we decided to do is to build the digital platform where every student gets a personalized experience. Once you sign up, you give us information about what you study, uh, what grades you want to achieve, where do you study, what is your degree, what, what uh, exams do you have, and then we personalize um, your account for you and we give you just what you need to get high grades, not a thousand pages, 10 pages, uh, not um, 200 hours of lecture, one hour of lecture. Just we, we just give you exactly what you need to get high grades without unnecessary information. That is quite innovative. And it's amazing how our challenges lead us to create companies that solves the world's challenge and problems. Thank you for what you do. You're welcome. <laughs> So let's pause and reflect. How has the journey been so far? Tell us a bit about the ups and downs, the challenges, the setbacks that you faced as an immigrant. You've already shared challenges with school and how people were not able to pass or attain mm -hmm. good grades. Tell us a bit more and how were you able to overcome them? Were you able to overcome them and finish schooling or what happened? Well, I got very high grades. Mm. Um, because studying was just very easy for me from the beginning. Like since I'm a little kid, I just love studying. And I am actually one of the very, very few students who was patient enough to read 12 hours a day and uh, even more and just be all the time in the books. But I, I was an exception. Not 99% of people are not like that. So that's why it uh, every, most of the people fail. Uh, but I got very, very high grades because I was all the time in the books. But that's not humanly possible. I'm just an exception. Um, but the thing is, from my experience, I learned that I had to do more than 12 hours a day studying because the system is not personalized to me and I have to figure everything out on my own. And then with my company, I just... Um, I 
am sharing with the rest of the students what I learned and I built a system that works for everyone and uh, gives them gives everyone a chance to get higher grades, not just uh, one of the very, very few people who actually have, has the patience to read and study 15 hours a day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So you are an entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, you asked about the, Im- the, Im- how the immigration thing, right? How everything started uh, as an immigrant. Obviously, I faced challenges that local people would never change, would never uh, experience in London. For example, well, first of all, the visa problems, right? I come from a developing country. I, need a, I needed a visa to be in London. And uh, the visa fees are obviously very high. And um, there are so many things like um, you have the, the paperwork uh, and you have to comply with all so many regulations. There is um, like healthcare to pay for and so many like very high fees for immigrants. So what do you have, what can you do to mitigate that? You know, you have to work like thousand times harder than everyone else to make sure that you can pay all these high fees and still succeed Mm. uh, and even more, you know. So it's just like thousand times harder for us. Uh, And not just that, you know, when you are a student in London, you cannot really do business. Like it's on your student visa, there is a restriction um, saying that as a student, you have no right to do business. Uh, So in order for you to be able to do business, you have to win competitions. So it's not hard enough to actually build the business and then you have to actually win your competitions to be able to get the immigration permit. So that's something I had to do that nobody else had to because I was an immigrant. Thank you for the insights. I believe that if anybody is going on this journey, there's so much to learn from your journey. Take us through your quest to entrepreneurship. Yeah. I know that nowadays you have started your own company. Yeah. Um, talk a bit more about the motivation to entrepreneurship as an immigrant. Uh, it comes from family. I really think that everything is about upbringing. Um, mm-hmm. My parents are entrepreneurs. They 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 st- started from scratch. Like they come from very uh, humble background, uh, and they built big businesses on their own from nothing in a communist country. They when they were born, uh, Georgia was part of Soviet Union, so. It was uh, still a communist country, but after the independence, that's when they started to really scale their business. My parents are in construction business. Well, it has nothing to do with tech, but mm-hmm. still, um, they they are entrepreneurs. They are in real estate, but still, um, since I was a little kid, I've been told that entrepreneurship is very very important. Um, and that uh, entrepreneurs change the world and we we are uh, like building a better future. So all this mentality is coming from the family, from my parents, especially my mother, because she's actually even more successful than my father. And she's the one who helped me to go to the UK. Um, and she is the one who financially supported me through with during all these years. Uh, on her own, really, without the help 
of my father. Wow, I think that it confirms that as a people, we only do what we see. And just as you shared, how you were raised up has influenced your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, definitely. It was um, for what my mother taught me. Yes. So let's talk about some of the challenges you face as an entrepreneur growing your business in a new country and how you overcome them. Yeah, obviously it's very hard because uh, not only you have to adapt yourself uh, to a new country, you have to also understand how people are there, how they think and how to sell a product to them. How should you design your product? How do you market that product? So it's appealing to uh, the people in the UK. Obviously, it's very hard. And the way I did it is uh, it, um, uh, I used the facilities in my university. I, uni- I was lucky enough to study in a university that has amazing entrepreneurship programs. At City University of London, we have uh, incubate startup incubator accelerator program that is designed for student entrepreneurs who want to start businesses in the UK. And they help you understand ins and outs of how to do business in the UK, um, how to go from zero to one, really. And I just um, joined all the societies for entrepreneurship. I did all the competitions. I went to all the mentorship and networking events that university could offer and learned as much as possible from um, those uh, events wonderful mm-hmm. and, and let's talk about the role failure has played in your journey how did you navigate setbacks and learn from them setbacks uh, the major setback was actually how do i start like the, the first the first few steps are i think the hardest uh you know the everything I was trying, I was really trying to build this business and everything was against me. Like I didn't have the immigration permit. Uh, There were like just so many problems. Um, I I don't code, so I don't know how to build a a technology. Um, I don't have a co-founder. I don't have investment. Um, How do, do I even start? You know, I don't have any of the things I need to build the business. So that's how those are all setbacks. Um, What I did is just do one step at a time, Mm -hmm. baby steps, really, because if you just uh, think, oh, I don't have any of that. And there is it's impossible, basically, to, to start a business. I don't have any any funding. I don't have immigration permit. I don't have anything. So how do I, just one step at a time, I'd say. First thing I did was I participated in startup competitions in my university. I won the biggest startup competition in my university, and I got some funding from there. By winning that startup competition, it gave me a competitive position in the visa competition, which was the next step. Then I participated in that visa competition. So the visa competition is basically a university has a right to give uh, 20 startup visas a a year, but there are like thousands of uh, 
international students who want to get the visa and mm -hmm. it's very very competitive you have to win it um there are oh, there are three criteria your business has to be innovative viable and scalable so you have to prove that your business is satisfies all these three criteria plus be one of the top 20 uh, and because I had already won the biggest startup competition of the university to put me in a very competitive position, and I won the visa competition as well and got the immigration permit. So that's how like, I, I just um, ticked two boxes. I got the initial funding and I got the immigration permit. And then things got easier. That is really insightful. So Nini, I think that you are very intentional, but did you have a clear plan? on the road to achieve, for example, your your residence to be able to continue your business? Because you said you first, um, you, you joined the competition, the startup yeah. competition, you also did a lot of different things. Did you have yeah. a clear plan to that? Oh, no, I didn't have a clear plan. I didn't even know much about immigration, <laughs> but I, I had, a, I knew that I was an immigrant. I had a student visa and everything, but um, I didn't know what was the path after that, uh, and I had no idea it was this complicated. Uh, but when I got the startup visa, it was just for a period of some period of time. Uh, but now I'm an EU citizen. I got my EU citizenship just a few days ago. Wow! Congratulations! Wow! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful, good to know. And I believe that it's a ticket to many, many more wonderful entrepreneurial success. Yeah, it was very hard, uh, definitely. To, but uh, there, there are ways, like there are so many immigration paths that you can take. But it's just all very, very complicated and only reserved for individuals that have exceptional intellectual capabilities. So mm -hmm. what advice would you have for entrepreneurs looking to to start off and then grow their business and maybe scale up and enter the global market? I think that you have to work like very hard every day, be consistent because uh, success does not come in a year. It doesn't come in two years. Uh, the average duration of lifetime duration of a startup to be successful is at least 10 years. So if you want to build a successful startup internationally, you have to work extremely hard to build an innovative product that nobody has ever built, solve a huge problem in the world that builds a better future, have a revolutionary technology that helps millions of people have better lives and solves uh, big problems um, and uh, not only uh, technology should not be adaptable to just one country ideally it should be uh, adaptable to multiple markets for example our company uh, is starting we started in the UK but we are going to expand to the US excellent thank you for sharing that insightful tips so I have a question for you what yes. is the most important thing that you would do today to make tomorrow better the most important thing, uh, I well, I'm very, uh, I love education. Mm -hmm. So that's, I want to build the future where we have a better higher education. I really want to see the world where anyone 
can go to university and have a successful career. And that's uh, what I'm working for. Wonderful. And Nini, what would you do if you knew you will not fail? Uh, failing is never an option. Like for me, I think uh, for immigrants, we ha- we are held at higher standards. You know, uh, when you are born Western European privileged person, you have ability to fail, I believe. And if you fail, the society is not going to punish you as hard. Whereas as an immigrant, we don't have the same privileges. We are basically given one chance. That's my opinion. And if we fail, it will be very, very hard, if not impossible, to come back from that. So failing is definitely not an option for me. And I have made sure that that never happens. Uh, How did I do that? First of all, market research. Do extensive market research about every aspect of your business to make sure that theoretically everything makes sense. The market opportunity, the size of the market, business model, marketing strategies, sales strategies. Do extensive research and make sure that if in theory your business makes perfect sense. If in theory the business makes perfect sense, then test it. Test it. Make, make build a minimum viable product with a minimal funding and test all your ideas. Um, and make sure that it works. We passed the minimal viable product testing stage. We started making a lot of money, uh, and uh, we obviously did the theoretical extensive research uh, in the beginning, and we are doing business reports every year to make sure that, in theory, everything works perfectly good. And I am sure in that way that... The business will work in practice as well. We just have to find a way to make it work. Um, maybe we will have to try 10 different things or 15 different things, but it will work because it makes sense in theory and it ha- everything has been tested with the, our minimum viable product and it shall work. Nini, there's so much to learn from you as an immigrant, as an entrepreneur, as a role model. Thank you for coming today. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's time to invite our community to support you. Are there any projects that you are doing that you want us to know about? Yes, we're fundraising now. Um, and maybe I can talk a little bit about that. Please do. Yes. Uh, so uh, right now, we our minimal viable product was uh, launched in 2020. We started with WordPress website because, as I said, you have to start from minimal funding. And we basically crafted a WordPress website in just with just a few thousand pounds funding. And then uh, we started selling straight away. With that WordPress website, we made like 80,000 pounds in just a couple of years. And then we used that uh, money that we made with that WordPress website to build a platform. We launched the platform just seven months ago, and it's it's growing very, very fast. We already have 20,000 subscribers, uh, and we have already reached 100K in revenues, uh, so 100K pounds um, in revenues. Uh, and now we are raising 200,000 uh, pounds to uh, basically expand. 
Uh, our minimum viable product is only addressing low students, and we want to add 10 other degrees on the platform. Business, marketing, finance, economics, so, so on, all the degrees that have high dropout rates, um, at least 10 degrees will be enough to be added with this 200K funding. Uh, and we, in the previous rounds, we have raised 60K pre-seed. Uh, and uh, with this 200K round, we already have 30K confirmed. Um, and we have a lot of um, angel investors who are very interested and we can be oversubscribed like any day from now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that very soon we will get this 200K uh, funding. I'm pretty sure that uh, even like in November, uh, we should already be able to close this funding. Mm. So yeah, if um, in your audience there are any angel investors who are interested, I'll be glad to have a chat. Great. And where can they reach you? Uh, we, they can contact me by LinkedIn or email. Great. So finally, please complete this sentence for us. Immigrants are? Hard workers. Yes. Thank you so much for coming, Nini. We are grateful. Thank you for giving us your all and sharing from the core, the business insights, your journey. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was my pleasure.